Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. If you've never heard of the publishing collaborative Word in Black, that should be changing soon, not only because we'll be discussing it in just a moment, but also because that collective, which consists of 10 leading Black publishers, including the St. Louis American, has just moved from pilot to corporation. And that development, according to Word in Black's managing director, Liz Corquet-Lissonnier, is something to celebrate especially at a time when local papers and journalism outlets across the country are shrinking or shutting down. It's exciting to see this investment and the belief that that we can build something new and that it can grow. Here to talk with us about what that means for coverage and distribution for papers like the St. Louis American and for journalism expressly focused on serving Black communities across the country, we welcome STLPR race, identity, and culture reporter Andrea Henderson. Andrea, great to have you back on the program. Hey, Elaine. Thanks for having me. So Word in Black Basics, can you just briefly talk about how Word in Black came to be? Yeah, of course. It launched after, um, it's a news outlet, a digital collective, like you stated earlier, that is um, producing national and local content from 10 black newspapers. And that is including the St. Louis American. And it came to be in 2020 and launched after the killing of uh, George Floyd. And it really just wanted to highlight um, content from the black perspective that addresses racial um, inequalities across the nation. So that is what we have today. Mm-hmm. And those, uh, the the 10 black publishers that are uh, that are participating in this, They're all across the country, right? Yeah, we have some out in um, uh, Sacramento. There are some in Seattle. Then you have the Atlanta Voice. You have Dallas Weekly, Houston Defender, um, the New New York Amsterdam. So um, Amsterdam News. So there are a few, Mm -hmm. 10 of them. So when we say a collaborative or a collective, Um, What exactly does that mean for those who are not sort of familiar with the way content, you know, sharing and producing works? Yeah, so they'll have, so Word in Black has their own reporters. I believe they have about 10 reporters um, and they have their own national reporters. So they report news um, nationally, but they also rely on, Word in Black relies on the coverage of news from these 10 different cities and and these 10 different publishers um, kind of basically provide word in black the news um, that is happening, I'll just say here in St. Louis or what's happening in Dallas, and they just kind of pull that news and put it in one place. So it's a bunch of news from different cities all in one place, but also having that national, um, um, those national stories as well. So you'll see stories from St. Louis American, Atlanta, talking about all things black. Mm -hmm. And it's being digital is something that is, uh, it's really important to how it operates, right? 
Right, right, right. Yeah, because most people are not in these cities to kind of go around and pick up a paper. Uh, Most people are not traveling to St. Louis every day. They're not traveling to New York every day. So they can't always stay on top of the news that is happening in the black communities in these um, urban cities or whatnot. But having it in one space um, kind of helps people say, you know, I do want to know what's happening in um, in New York or D.C., or what's happening out in Seattle in the black communities. Um, Let me go to Word in Black and let's see what's happening because they're going to give me a um, a, a thorough look at what's happening in these black communities that Mm -hmm. I'm not often visiting. So you had mentioned earlier, um, you know, this Word in Black, it started as a, a pilot. So in other words, it was like, let's see what we can do Um, where we can take this. So it's moving to becoming a corporation and specifically a public benefit corporation is a a pretty big deal. Why is that? uh, Why is that a big deal? I mean, was it given sort of what the the environment and the climate is around journalism? Um, In some ways, was it facing an uphill battle? Yeah, I think when I was speaking to um, the managing director and just talking to um, Donald Suggs, who's over at St. Louis American, they talked a lot about how um, the newspaper industry is struggling um, on its own right now. And oftentimes, black newspapers feel it the most. And this Uh, being a public benefit corporation now could really open up the door for greater commercial opportunities, could open up the door for uh, more revenue streams. Um, It could also give more eyes to the content that is produced in these different cities. So it really is going to open up the the door for advertisers to come, whether or not they are um, going to directly um, put their money into Word and Black, but they could possibly say, you know, I I like what's happening in St. Louis. I like the coverage that they're doing. I want to put more money into them and kind of fund um, maybe a reporter or fund a a community event or something of that nature. So it's a big deal because they're being able to uh, open up, have a wider wider gap to being able to fill with advertisers coming in, more money coming in, especially during a time when the newspaper industry we see is failing. Mm -hmm. And when you spoke with Liz Corquet-Lissonnier, who again is the managing director at Word in Black, I mean, she talked with you about willingness to invest, right? What was it that she shared? Yeah, you know, um, she was happy, really, about this um, support that they're receiving from, um, I believe it's a, so they, so the the media startup, um, the Word in Black, is supported by a racial, their racial equity fund, Mm -hmm. which is a component fund of the local media foundation. And so, therefore, she was excited just to have investors and and, and companies kind of coming in together saying, we want this kind, we want this content. We want to make sure that we're investing in these outlets to be able to continue to increase that perspective of African Americans, whether they're in small or larger cities. Mm-hmm. So the impacts or effects, like what what it will do, what it means for Word and Black to have gone from a, sort of a, a trial period, again, it, it just started in 2021. 
to now being a corporation. How will this change, uh, Andrea, be seen and experienced by those of us who already read the St. Louis American? Yeah, so folks will still be able to pick up the paper at wherever they they see at local stores, um, at uh, healthcare centers, wherever they pick up their papers. But um, you can also see the change online. And so there will be... um, I guess the publishers or the editors will pick out a few stories from Word and Black that they see national that may um, resonate with the St. Louis Black community that they will put into the papers here, um, whether it's online or whether it's inside of their actual um, paper. Um, so you'll see stories that may um, talk about what's happening in Houston at maybe a um, uh, a um, one of their HBCUs that might seems similar to what's happening to or at um the hair at Harris Harris Stowe Stowe, here so it could kind of kind of it would kind of um localize some things but also share what's happening in other areas as well Mm -hmm. so sort of expand the the context of the conversations that are happening yeah 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 yeah, definitely and how is it that you think that this change with word in black will help to get more eyes on all of the content that is coming in from the, the 10 different publishers, um, and not just people who are part of black communities, but people who, who care about what happens um, with and in their, their black uh, friends' communities. Yeah, I think definitely we'll see more eyes on these digital sites. You know, once you click a story, like I know I just I, I skimmed through Word and Black today and I noticed that they um, had a story from the Houston Defender, which is where I'm from, Houston. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about how their HBCU has um, um, a, a new center that's going to fight for climate justice. And um, they, re- I guess they received a grant. So that's something that I didn't know about. And and I most likely wouldn't have um, waken up this morning and said, hey, let me put in the Houston Defender website to see what's happening in Houston. But I was able to read that through just going to one website. So I'm able to learn what's happening in these other cities. And I can see that being a, 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 a having a heavy impact for these newspapers in um, various cities, because once I'm clicking on their website. I'm pretty sure that that will lead me to want to know more about what's happening or me and other people to learn about what's happening in those cities as well. So it'll be on top of mind for, okay, I I picked up something that's happening in Houston. Now I'm also seeing what's happening in Michigan through this website as well. Mm -hmm. And Andrea, when we had talked earlier about this story, Um, Something that we had discussed was NABJ, the National Association of Black Journalists. And you've been going to these conferences and been part of this for quite some time. When you all met over the summer for the conference, was there any inkling that this was going to happen or any like anticipation about it? No, you know, I didn't even hear anything about Word in Black. And and this was the first time that I heard about it before doing the story. Um, but I didn't hear anything uh, about these papers collaborating or coming together in this one site. But it is definitely um, a good thing for these black press, these black publishers to um, 
unite and it would open up the door for more black um publishers to be a part of something like word and black as well mm-hmm. now when you spoke with liz croquet Saunier, she told you uh, there's a dimension of this development that's deeply meaningful for black journalism and black journalists past present and future i remember when i first got into journalism and you know, I would talk about, ooh, I want to, I want to work at Ebony because all my fam, all my family would be like, you, you, you work where? Oh, I don't know what that is. And so many folks, even other black reporters discouraged me. They said, if you go to black media, no one will take you seriously and, and you'll never get out of it. People don't think that you're a real reporter. And that, that's absolutely not true. It, it, it cannot be true. And we have the responsibility to make that not be true. Not just the black press, but everybody. Andrea, you started your journalism career at the Dallas Weekly, which is one of the publishers that's part of the Word and Black Collaborative. And you've gone to school and worked in other places around the country um, where there are black papers and news outfits. Does what Liz, what Liz said resonate with you? Yeah, sadly, um, I heard similar things growing up or working in this industry, in the journalism industry. Um, Since I started at the Dallas Weekly, I had a really great opportunity there and learned so much about the industry just coming in as an intern. And I remember um, just telling folks, hey, yeah, I work at the Dallas Weekly. It's a black newspaper. And people were just like, you know, it was regular folks. It was folks in the industry. They were always just like, uh, or some folks were saying, you know, don't really work at a black newspaper or don't keep working at a black newspaper Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be pigeonholed into only talking about these topics. And it's it sat with me for a while. But then as I grew up and continued to report, and obviously now I'm (laughs) reporting on on race, identity and culture, but I thought to myself, well, if nobody else is going to talk about these issues of uh, that are affecting black people or people of color, then who else is going to tell these, will tell these stories? Mm-hmm. So it does resonate with me. Um, but, you know, I, I start, like I said, I started in the in the industry, I worked with uh, with black newspapers, I've worked with black magazines. And um, unfortunately, I've had those same kind of um, um that same kind of um, sentiment experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in this last minute, you know, Andrea, how does this news about Wooden Blocks becoming a corporation make you feel, you know, not just as a black journalist, but also a a member of black communities in St. Louis and in your hometown of Houston? It's exciting. Um, Just knowing that people want to invest in black news. um, I know that, it's hard to keep a budget going. And I, I did like a little, um, just to see how the Dallas Weekly was going before we did this conversation, we had this conversation. Mm-hmm. I looked up and I saw that they stated that they've never missed publishing an issue for the past 70 years. And that's wow. amazing. And I believe they've been in, in, um, in, in service longer than 70 years, but just knowing that 
is important. It shows the impact and the type of effect that they have within the black community. And I'm sure, of course, that's with all these newspapers that are a part of Word and Black. But I'm I'm ecstatic about this. I believe that this could work. This would definitely keep um, more eyes, more people knowing what's happening within the black community and not just um, black people itself knowing what's happening in their community, but people in large. Mm Andrea Henderson is STLPR's race, identity, and culture reporter. Andrea, thanks so much for talking with us today. Thank you for having me, Elaine. Mm -hmm. This episode was produced by Elaine Cha. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.